your grace is not about you sitting around doing nothing and having people wait on you. That's not what grace is about. Grace is about empowering you to do something. Can I say again? God's grace empowers us to be a blessing to somebody. That's what his grace empowers. In other words, God's grace will, will give you finances so you can finance the kingdom. His grace will give you abilities so that you can use those abilities to glorify God. His grace is not designed for you to sit on your duff and do nothing. His grace empowers you to do something. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It empowers you. And then, and I'm reading these scriptures and one scripture says, you know, you, you, you cast devils out and you do all these things and, and it sounds like good works, right? And then, then Jesus said, but, but you're going to go to, you're going to stand in front and, and, and Jesus is going to say, you know, I, you know, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Do you guys remember that scripture? That's a scary one. And so he says this to his people that seem to be doing the right things. And, and, and I see that because these people, they were doing right things and they were thinking the right things were, were, were covering their bad things. In other words, they were living a double life. They were living a worldly life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? They were living in sin six days a week and serving God on Sunday morning. And just serving God on Sunday morning does not cover all the bad that we do six days a week thinking that we're getting away with it. And then Jesus said, I never knew you who practice. That's the key. We don't practice sin. No, we shun sin. We run from sin. We run from it. We shun it. We get it out of our lives any way we can. We don't tolerate sin. Sin will make cowards of us all. It will keep us from our purpose. It will keep us from doing what God wants us to do. It will keep us from being the light. We can't afford to have sin in our lives. And then number two, Jesus is also preaching and he's saying, you know, to the people, you know, he's talking about the goats and the sheep. And he says to the sheep, you, 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 you visit people in the hospital and you did this and you did all these good things. And he was commending the sheep and he said, come into my father's house and receive the inheritance. But he says something similar. He says to the other people, you, you, you didn't give any, you didn't visit anybody in the hospital. You didn't do all these things. So he's equating some works. On these people, he's going to everlasting fire. This is pretty sobering this morning. And so I'm just trying to contrast some things. I'm not saying we're saved by works. No, you're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. You're saved by the grace of God. But, but, but works is a part of our walk. We're saved to, for good works. Are you listening? What? Now I'm breaking out my Bible. Oh my gosh, now I got the Bible. Oh my, Pastor, you got the Bible out now. I mean, you're not going on your notes anymore. My Lord Jesus. Okay, let's go to Ephesians 2.8. Let me just, man, can I go off the, my notes for a couple minutes? Why? Because listen, we're called to do good works. We're called to be good doers. That's what our calling is. What's your calling? To do something good for somebody today. To be a blessing to somebody, to pray for somebody, to witness for somebody, to buy somebody's lunch, to talk to somebody about Jesus. That's why I'm here. That's why I exist. We're here to bring some people to heaven. There's two things you can't do in heaven. Are you ready for this? I'm trying to think about it right now. What are the two things, Lord? 
<laughs> Two things. You can't sin in heaven. And you can't get people saved in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Those are two things. Two things you can do down here. You can definitely sin. What? Pastor, I thought Christians were redeemed from sin. No, you have a free will. Choose this day who you serve. You can serve God or the devil. You can serve God or yourself. Either God's on the throne of your heart or you are on the throne of your heart. And in essence, if you are on the throne of your heart, the devil is moving you around and directing your Past. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if you're on the throne of your heart, then God, then Jesus isn't. Some of us may have kicked Jesus off the throne of our heart and we're still Christians. That's when you think you can handle it. You can't handle the truth. You can't, you can't handle living this life. Are you listening? Man. I got a lot of movies stuck in my head. Can you, can you work with me this morning? Okay. Ephesians 2. Look at 8. Look at 8. Glory to God. Can you tell I'm having fun today? You know what? You know, I'm going to say this, man. It's easy serving God. It's so easy. It's, it, his yoke is easy. His burdens are light. And when you start loving on God, God loves you and he loves your personality. You may not be, you know, uh, you know like me. You, may, you, may, you may, may, may be hard for you to talk to somebody. You know, me, I can talk to a rock, you know. I, I, I can talk to anybody, you know, for hours. I can talk to myself for hours. And they think I'm crazy, you know. But listen, uh, you, but, but you, could, you could wear a T-shirt, a Christian T-shirt. You could let your light shine just bare wearing a T-shirt, going out and, and wearing a, a Sea Life T-shirt. Glory to God. That says that, that you know, you, you can wear a Christian T-shirt and somebody could read your T-shirt and you could be a walking billboard for God and you don't even have to say anything. Amen. You can be a witness. Yes. So don't say, I'm not like you, Pastor. I'm quiet. That's my personality. Well, well you know what? People say that, but you, listen, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, you you're not quiet anymore. Amen. In other words, you have, listen, it's shut up in my bones. I can't quit praying. I can't quit fasting. I can't quit speaking about God. It's in me. I have to do it. I'm kind of like Jeremiah. It's shut up in my bones. I, I can't go without a certain amount of time without talking about Jesus. Why? Because if you continue to talk about Jesus, you will walk the overcoming life. Uh, can, can you back that up, Pastor? Sure. Re Revelation 12, 11. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And why? By the word of our testimony. You walk in this overcoming life by testifying how good God is to you. And you become an overcomer. The more you talk about good, God's goodness, the more of an overcomer you start becoming. God healed me. God did this for me. God Set me free here. You know, God, if it wasn't for God, I don't know where I'd be at. You keep reinforcing the goodness of God in your life and you become a mighty conqueror. But the people that keep their mouths shut, they don't say anything about God. My, and take this uh, idea that, that, that my faith is a private faith. No, your faith isn't a private faith. My faith is private. It's, it's between me and God. Uh... It's not private. No, your faith needs to be public. If you are arrested for being a Christian, is there enough evidence on you? Is there enough evidence on your phone that can convict you of being a Christian? And if it's not, then you're in trouble. 
If, if you can't quote one scripture, if you don't know John 3, 16, oh my Lord Jesus. Does anybody know John 3, 16? Put that up. Amen. John 3, 16, th those are the numbers of hope. That's the, that, that's the whole, the, the whole, you know, New Testament is based on John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If there's any scripture you should have memorized, is that one. For God did not send his son, and the 17 is, is just as powerful. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. In other words, God's not looking to condemn you. I'm not looking to condemn you today. I'm looking to get you up into a place where you're walking full throttle in God. And I'm telling you, you won't regret it. See, listen. Sometimes people may reject you. Sometimes people may say no. Sometimes people may. Yesterday, man. Yes. Can I talk to you about yesterday, man? I'm trying to get to this scripture. I, we, I, you know, we had we had a men's breakfast yesterday. Amen. And so I picked up one of the guys from our church and I because he didn't have a, a transportation to get there. So I picked him up and and I we, we went to um, where did we go at? Golden Crowd, thank you. And, um, and so there was this older guy that was behind. And I thought, I'm going to do something nice. I'm going to pull Todd White. I'm going to pay for this guy's meal. He's an older guy. He looks like a veteran. Looks like he'd been in the military. He looks like he's in his 90s. I mean, the guy was, looked old. And so, and he just kind of, back, he kind of hobbles up behind us. I said, sir, I want to pay for your breakfast this morning. He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, son. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, no. He said, the government takes care of me and I'm good. So you got your faith in the government. No, I didn't say that, but <laughs> some people do. <laughs> They're in, they got their faith in the government check. No, you better have your faith in God. You, for, first and foremost, the government can dry up, but God will never dry up. God can get you finances. God can get you supplies. God can get you. Don't put your faith in the government. Put your faith in God. And this guy said, no, the government takes care of me. I, and, and they spent all this money on me. And I just came out of the hospital. And I said, man, you're blessed. <laughs> Can you buy my mail? No, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> what thought about it. I, man, you're more blessed than me. Uh, I need some money, you know. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, are you listening to what I'm saying? And so I said, no, no, wait, let me buy it. He wouldn't let me. I said, what's your name? And this guy was obvious Caucasian. He said, Pablo. <laughs> and I said, this guy is his name. And this guy was, and I tried to shake his hand. He said, I don't shake hands. <laughs> and I tried to give him a fist pump. He said, I don't do fist bumps. <laughs> and I said, well, sir, I, I, I'm not worthy to be in your presence, man. You got it all handled today. So I didn't buy his breakfast. I could have forced it, but I didn't want to get punched out. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because I think he may have got, he may hurt me. Son, you know, I can, you know, I don't know what he would have done. I, I just kept moving on. You know what I'm talking about? There's some people you just can't bless. Amen. But you know what? That lets, that lets you off the hook. I just saved 10 bucks. You know what I'm talking about? If they don't, if they don't receive it, then you just save some money, right? No, listen, you want to bless people as far as you can, but not everybody's going to receive the blessing. But don't let the, the rejectors, you know, de, uh, uh, don't listen. How many people have invited people to church in here? And they said they're coming and they haven't showed up yet. 
How many people say, I'll even pick you up and they, and they reject you and they don't even come? Keep asking. Keep moving. Be, you know, until they say, get away from me. Keep, keep texting. Hey, I, I'm free this Sunday. I'll pick you up. You know, just keep doing it every week until they tell you to get out of your face. Are you right? Why? Just be love. Just walk in love. Say, I'm here. I understand where you're coming from. I used to be a lot like you. No, don't say that. But <laughs> I, used, I used to be all about myself and didn't care about anybody else. No, no, don't say that. But are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we need to walk in love. Amen. Why? Because somebody loved you. you your, your mama loved you through all your temper tantrums. Your mama, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I, I think we need to give some honor to moms tonight, this morning. But anyway, look at, look at 2.8 here. Man, gosh, look at, look at that. It says here, 2.8 through 10. It says here, Ephesians 2.8 through 10. I'm trying to help my guy up back here. Uh, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, let anyone should boast. And then we stop there. There it is, pastor, not of works. We're saved by grace. I'm stuck on that. I said, have you read the rest of it? Oh, no, I like to pick and choose my own scriptures that I stand on. Thank you very much. No, no, there, there's a context and there's, there's more to it. You know, there's more to the story. So, so you got to keep reading the Bible. You just don't stop. A lot of people like to stop. And see, I'm saved by grace. Yeah, but what about all those people Jesus talked about that's going to hell? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, let's continue. For we are his workmanship. You, you might say, you're making me nervous, Pastor. I hope I am. I hope I'm making you very nervous. For we are his workmanship. It's not me. It's your own heart. <laughs> For we are his workmanship. Oh, man. For we are his workmanship created. See, you didn't know you were going to get this this morning. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Can somebody read that? Good works. We're creating Christ Jesus for what? Good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh, my Lord Jesus. There's more to the story. You mean we're, 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 we're saved for good works? Oh, my Lord Jesus. <laughs> Pastor's preaching on kindness, being a good doer. And it, but my faith isn't about works. No, James says, if, you, if your faith doesn't have any action in it, you have dead faith. In other words, if your faith is not causing you to move. Now, I know you guys all have faith. This is all for the people that miss church today. and We're going to send a CD to. I, we understand you got faith. You made a church. But, but what I'm saying to you today is our faith should cause us to do something. It should compel us to do something, glory to God. So, so it's the kindness of God. Amen. But Romans 5, 8, but by God, but God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So while we were sinners, while we were cursing God, Jesus died for us. Amen. And so listen, so, so, so we need to be kind because God was kind to us. Glory to God. Now, I love this because kindness, it, there's, you, can, you can look at, you, you can define who do you be kind to? Who do you be kind to? Let, let me give you a, def, uh, a people that you need to be kind to. Everybody. Can I just be kind just to my brothers? Because the Bible says, do good to those that are in the household of faith. Yes, we should be loving us, each other in here. We sh that's how people know that we're Christians, because we love 
each other. If one of us have a problem in the church, we should be there to try to get that problem fixed. Amen? But it says here in Luke 6, 27 to 36, it says in 27, but I say to you, um, this is Jesus speaking in red, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Now, now be a, do, a good doer to those that hate you. Now, as I was thinking about this, I don't think I have anybody that hates me, except maybe this morning, now I won't get there, but uh, people that, that, that do good to those, let's read that again. Do, do good to those who hate you. Do you have people in your life that do good to those who hate you, who hate you? So do you have people that, that you know that doesn't like you? Amen. You know, I read this, do good to those, the people that you hate, but actually do good to those, the people that hate you. It's not the people that you hate. It's the people that, that don't care about you. In other words, you know how they, they treat you with, with disrespect. They treat you with dishonor. They treat you like you're nothing. But no, no, you need to do good to those type of people. Oh, pastor, that's going big. That's going big. Bless those who curse you. Bless those who curse you. Yeah, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Pray for those that are trying to take advantage of you. Yes. You know, the Bible actually says, if there is a believer, man, can I come down here? If there is a believer, I'm going to come down here so I can see the whites of your eyes. If there is a believer that you're in business with and they defraud you, in other words, they don't, you know, you loan them some money and they don't pay you back and they like say, well, just forgive me anyway. And, and, and you sh Paul said you shouldn't take them to court because if they're a believer, you should go to the pastor, of course, if they're in a local church and then we'll try to iron it out and all that. You know, there, there are things that we should do to try to talk to somebody that's out of order. But, um, but, but it says if you can't get it right, you shouldn't go to the authorities, like go to the court, you should just let it go and let them defraud you. Amen. That's pretty strong, Pastor. What if it's a thousand dollars? Doesn't matter. In other words, you just let it go. Just consider it. And then you know what Paul says? Paul says people like that, if they're defrauding you, Paul said they, he was doubting their salvation anyway. And he was doubting even if they had faith. And if they continue doing what they're doing, there's going to be judgment that's coming down on their doors. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so listen, nobody gets away with anything. We walk in love regardless of what somebody else does. Glory to God. We walk in the love of God. So you see this, it says here, you know, uh, but I say to you, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. But let me just go down to, to, to just the main text I want to hit right here. And if, and it's Luke 6, 33. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that for you? For even sinners do the same. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the text. It's 35. But love your enemies. Do good. Lynn, hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great. Now, I want to just read this in Luke 6, 35. This is about being a good doer to those that don't deserve it. It says, but love your enemies. Do good and Lynn, hoping for nothing in return. This is Jesus. Love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Think about this. He, Jesus is saying that we're supposed to love our enemies, lend to people, even people we love, and if they don't pay you back, don't worry about it. Let it go. 
Because that thing could be sticking in your crawl. That thing could be causing bitterness and causing all kinds of problems in your life. Let Money always causes problems. Are oh, you listening to what I'm saying today? Money issues. And it says here, uh, and your reward will be great and you'll be the sons of the Most High for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. I love that. God is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Think about that. How much more should we be? If God is unkind to, in other words, you, say, you may do something nice for somebody and they may never thank you. Well, do you deserve a thanks? Are you doing it for the thank you? Boy, I'm preaching today. Are you waiting for some kind of, you know, you know, some kind of reciprocation? Now it's good when they reciprocate. But are you waiting for the thank you? You may wait a long time. Some people may not thank you for the good things you do. But don't expect that out of them. In other words, you love people not because they love you, because Jesus loves you. You love people because he loved you first. And because he loved you first, you extend that love to other people. Glory to God. And as we start loving other people, I mean, there's so many stories in the Bible. You know, I was thinking, I was just reading the story this morning. I'm closing. And, uh, you know, you guys remember the story of, of Queen Esther. Do you remember that story? Well, Queen Esther, she was... Uh, she was raised up by Mordecai, I believe it was Mordecai, her uncle. I guess her parents died, but she was beautiful. And she, and she married the king of, I think, Persia. And, uh, and he, he, his wife wasn't honoring him, so she, he, he divorced her. And then he, he had all these ladies. You guys remember the story? And I'm telling you, he's king. It's good to be king. And he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the fairest woman of the whole land, right? And he ended up picking Esther, Queen Esther, and she was Jewish. And then there was a man named Haman. You guys remember him? And he was the bad guy. In, in, and he was one of the king's advisors. And, and, and Mordecai was the uncle that would be around the, the palace. I don't know why, but he always would be hanging around the palace. And uh, so Haman would walk by and he was a high official of the king. And he was waiting and people would bow to Haman. But Mordecai didn't bow to him. Amen. Mordecai said, I don't bow to anybody but God. And Haman got mad. And see, see, see more, uh, ha ha uh, Haman represents the devil. And the devil wants you bowing to him. And so, so when, when Haman didn't receive what he thought the honor he deserved because he was a high official in the, in the king's court, he said he figured out a way and he knew that Mordecai was a Jew. He thought, I'm going to wipe out the Jews. And I'm going to work out this plan with the king. And I said, the, and so he went to the king and he said to the king, he said, listen, the Jews, they don't follow our customs. They don't follow the way we do things. We need to write a decree. We need to annihilate the Jews because eventually they may overtake us. And basically that's what he was saying. They may end up revolting against us. So, so the king thought that was good. And when he signed that decree, Mordecai found out about it, the, uh, you know, and started weeping there. And then the queen said, what does that have to do with me. I haven't seen the king in 30 days. If I go, it could be my head cut off because you can only go if, they, if the king calls you into the courts. And then Mordecai says, well, listen, if you don't go, you know, God's going to figure out another way to save us. But, you, but your head will still be on the chopping block. She said, I better do something. <laughs> 
Are you listening? In other words, if we don't do something, our head could eventually be on. I believe that. In other words, if we don't start walking in love, if we don't start doing things, then we're not going to see the blessings and the grace of God and, and changing people's lives. And so she fasted for three days, went in there, and she got in front of the king, was able to turn everything around. But one of the things that she did was she said, I want an audience with you, the king, and with Hammond. And so they were, you know, and she had a great dinner, but she didn't tell them what they wanted to do. Then that night, the king couldn't sleep, and he started looking through the books of what they wrote down, the history, their history, and he saw in the books that Mordecai did a good deed. That, that, that Mordecai, her uncle, uh, 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 discovered a plot to kill the king. And, and so Mordecai was the one that, that revealed the plot and saved the king's life. And the king says, what can I do for this good deed that never went unnoticed? And see, and so, and so the next day, he, 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 the king finds out that Hammond wants to kill Mordecai. But he doesn't say anything. And he says, to, he says listen to the king. Uh, king uh, Hammond, uh, uh, Hammond comes into his courts. And the king says, Who, what should I do for the man that I want to honor? And, and Hammond thinks it's him. He said, put him on a horse, ride him around, put the king's vestries on, and let a high official say, this is the man that the king wants to honor. And the king says, good, do all that, do it quickly, and do it for Mordecai. Think about that. In other words, Mordecai did an act of kindness years ago that went unnoticed. And I'm going to say this, even you may have done acts of kindness in the past, but it never goes unnoticed with God. And eventually there's going to be a day where you're going to be honored for your acts of kindness. There's going to be a day. It may not be in this life, but I bet you will be in the life thereafter. You will be honored by the acts of kindness that you do. And Mordecai was prancing on that horse while, while, while Hammond was like... Hell, the man that, oh, you know, he's choking on it. And then that night, Hammond's there, and the queen said, drops the bomb and says, there's a man that wants to destroy me and my family and my, and my whole, uh, you know, uh, nation. And, and the king said, who? That man. And Hammond got, uh, I mean, uh, Hammond got, uh. guess what happened? Hammond made gallows for Mordecai to be hung on, but he was hung on his own gallows. It, here's, 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 here's the story here. See, listen, we can be, we can end up being Hammond. What, pastor? In other words, you can allow somebody to hurt you to where you want them to be hung on the gallows. And we hold it against people. And we don't do, and we don't walk in love. And we don't pray for them. And we gotta be very careful we don't turn into the Hammond. We got to be very careful. We don't allow hurt and pain of other people that inflicted on us where we want them to be hung on gallows because of, because we could be the one ended up on the gallows because we don't know where those people are at. Maybe they're repentant. Maybe they're changed their lives. Maybe they're not the same people that they used to be. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And we need to make sure that we let go and we don't let those people hinder our blessing and hinder us from being honored in the day that God wants to honor us.
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God has a blessing for each one of us. And as we become people that extend blessings to others and extend mercy, especially to those that don't deserve it, God will bless you. It will be a day of honor. You are coming to a day of honor. We're all coming to a day of honor because Jesus is coming back. He's going to split the eastern sky. He's going to have a banquet table. We're going to be sitting at it and we're we're going to be there for seven years during the tribulation of going down on earth and, and Jesus will be showing us and honoring us how and honoring us because we honored him down here do you believe that today we would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road Virginia Beach Virginia service starts at 10:30 a.m. nurseries and children's church provided this broadcast is made possible by the congregation of Exceed Life Church for more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.